Well, hello, if we've not met, my name's Mark, and I'm the curator All Saints Wick. Uh, today, we're thinking about how we can share our faith in the current situation that we face. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment uh, that I tell you that I know where four million pounds is. And it's not stolen, it's not dodgy money, it's money that if we go and find, we can share between us. And I say, it will be a bit challenging though, because um, you, you know, you'll need to get prepared, you'll need to get a really good spade, and it's in a, it's in a wood, and it's that's, that's surrounded by brambles, so it will be a bit challenging. But at the end of the day, we'll walk away with two million pound each. I suspect you'd go, two million pound? Okay, it might be a bit challenging, but I'd love to have two million pound, that would be really helpful. We have something that is worth far more than two million pounds. We have the hope that Jesus offers us, the good news of Jesus, that in his life, in his death and his resurrection, if we put our trust in him, we have eternal life, hope of a restored world in which there's no more tears, no more crying and no more heartache. We have amazing good news. And I don't know about you, I just really want to share that with other people. And actually, there has perhaps been no time, uh, certainly in recent memory, where people have been hungry for hope, hungry for spiritual truth. Uh, some re- recent stats said that one in four people in the UK engaged in online organised worship during lockdown. Usually the figures are between one in ten people and one in twenty people, but it was one in four Um, A recent study by the Department of Economics at the University of Copenhagen in Denmark found that Google search intensity for prayer doubles for every 80,000 cases of COVID-19 because people are hungry for prayer, hungry for spiritual things. And so now is an opportunity like never before to share the good news of Jesus. Now, last week, uh, Tom talked about uh, God and suffering and gave a bit of a biblical understanding of why there is suffering in our world and the hope that we have of one day when there won't be because Jesus has entered into suffering and rescued us from sin and death. This week, I want to talk about how we can share our faith. Now, in the reading we've just had in Colossians, Paul gives us, I think, three building blocks to do that, starting with a foundation to build on and then two further building blocks. The first one is the foundation. He says, devote yourself to prayer. In other words, devote yourself to a conversation with God where you talk to him and where you listen to him. And he gives three specific things to pray for. Let me read verse three. He says, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Three things to pray for. The first one is that God may open a door for the message. A great thing to pray is say, God, would you give me opportunities to share something of you today? The second thing he asks for prayer is that he might proclaim the mystery of Christ. Uh, The mystery of Christ isn't something that's too complicated for anyone to understand. A mystery is a hidden truth that is then revealed. In other words, people only understand the good news of Jesus because God has revealed it to them. They've had like that light bulb moment where God has flicked on the switch and they suddenly understood who he is and what he's done for them. And so Paul says, pray that people will have that light bulb moment. And then thirdly, he says, pray that I'll proclaim it clearly. 
You know, in our culture, people have so many misunderstandings about what the Christian faith is, about who Jesus is and what he's done. And on top of that, people have baggage to do with what's happened in the church or maybe bad experiences. And so it's really important that when we share our faith, we can do it clearly. And the way we're going to do that is if, firstly, we pray and ask God to help us to be clear in what we say to other people. The second thing, uh, the second building block that Paul gives is to be wise in the way you act and speak. Uh, Verse 5 and 6 say this, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Paul talks about our actions and our conversations. So our actions are to display God's love. Uh, Whatever we do, our body language, the way we are around people, that is to display the love of God. But also our conversation as well is to be full of grace. In other words, um, when people come away from speaking to us, uh, we want them to feel listened to, uh, to feel loved, to feel respected and not judged. I don't know about you, but when I come away feeling the opposite of those things, I don't want to have a conversation with that person again, or at least it will make me a lot of effort for me to do so. We want our conversation, just like Jesus was, to be full of grace and also seasoned with soul. In other words, winsome, attractive, um, uh, distinctive, so that people are actually attracted to the kind of conversations they have with us and then want another conversation with us. Why is that? Well, not only because we want people to feel loved, um, because the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul and strength and love our neighbours as ourselves. But also, as Paul says here, so that we will be able to give an answer to everyone so that our, our words about Jesus that may follow will match up with our normal conversation and our actions, and that our actions and our normal conversation don't undermine what we may later be able to say to them about Jesus and the hope that he brings. One thing that I find quite helpful is this illustration. If you look at me now, you'll see that in order you can see my eyes, my ears, and my mouth. And maybe a good thing to pray is, God, help me see people the way you see them. Help me listen carefully to what they're saying and how they're feeling and listen to you as well. And then after I've seen them how you've seen them and listen to them carefully, help me say the kinds of things that Jesus would say in that scenario. So uh, the foundation is that we're devoted to prayer. The first building block is that we're wise in the way we act towards um, people that don't know Jesus yet. And then the third one is that we tell them about Jesus. And now we don't know when that might be. And of course, you could do this in any order in a way. Uh, You might suddenly have an opportunity to share about Jesus uh, without necessarily having a relationship with that person. Sometimes that happens. But this is perhaps just a helpful way of looking at it. Verse 3 says this, And pray too for us that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray that I may proclaim it as I clearly as I should. I want to be really practical now about how we can do that in the current context and give you some ideas about how I, what I find really helpful. You'll probably find there's other things that you find helpful too, and that's great, but hopefully this will uh, be of help to you. Um, Peter, in his letter 
um, in 1 Peter 3 verse 15, gives this piece of advice. He says, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. What does it mean to be prepared? Well, going back to that illustration of finding uh, the four million pounds in that wood, to be prepared would to be have the right equipment with you. And um, that would take maybe a bit of time and a bit of thought. And um, that's what it means to be prepared. And if we're going to be prepared to share the hope of Jesus, then we'll need to take a bit of time out uh, to get ready to do that. One of the things I do is get an A4 piece of paper or maybe a slightly bigger piece of paper and do a bit of a spider diagram. You'll see it coming on the screen in just a moment. And I think about what are the five top conversations that I have, the kind of conversations I have over and over again. So, for instance, I have lots of conversations about the weather, about my hobbies, recently about COVID-19 and lockdown, about, um, about my job, um, about all kinds of different things. And then I take one of those things that I think I might be able to connect that conversation to Jesus and do another little spider uh, diagram. And so I think, okay, COVID-19, lockdown, uh, what connection does that have to Jesus? And so I think about, um, for instance, uh, this is a really, really difficult time and and sometimes we can feel hopeless. Um, Recently, I was talking with a friend of mine when uh, we were living in Hastings And uh, he was just feeling really down, really depressed, and was really struggling with his kids uh, in that first lockdown. And uh, I said to him, I said, "Uh, do you know, um, I'm sure this won't last very long. I'm sure um, soon we'll be out of this lockdown and everything will be okay. Immediately when I said, I thought, Mark, what are you saying? You know that's not even true. That doesn't provide any hope. And sometimes we'll make mistakes like that and think, what, I, I wasted that opportunity. And that's all right. Sometimes we'll just get it wrong and we give it another go another time. And, uh, and that's what I try and do. Um, and I thought afterwards, what would I say? And I thought, well, what I could have said was, you know what, I know um, it's really challenging right now, isn't it? I think we all do in lots of different ways find this time really challenging. But do you know what gives me hope? The thing that gives me hope as a Christian is that God made this world and loves this world so much that he even entered into this world and experienced some of the suffering that we experience now and even died for us. And then one day we'll transform the world and make it good again where there won't be any more pain and there won't be any more coronavirus. That's what keeps me going, even though I know right now it's really tough. And then I might follow that up with what, what gives you hope when you feel the way perhaps you're feeling now. Now, that might not be a perfect way of going about the conversation. and There'll be a whole load of other ways you could do it. And you might think of a better one, which is great. But the point is to think about it and be prepared so that when conversations come up, you're quicker and sharper and more ready to say something that will encourage someone and help someone and point them towards Jesus. Another way of connecting people with Jesus is to think about when things are really hard. Now, we have to be really careful about the way we do this. So remember that we want to see people the way Jesus sees them. We want to listen really carefully to what they're saying and how they're feeling and maybe what's going on under the surface before we say anything. Um, But often we have the opportunity when life is difficult to say, can I pray for you? And one of the things I like to try and do is say, could I, I'm a Christian, I believe that God answers prayer. Could I pray for you now? And that often gives me an opportunity uh, to pray for them there and then. And it also saves me forgetting later um, uh, if, if I don't pray for them then. 
And of course, if they have the opportunity to say, actually, I'm okay. And if they say that, I just go, that's fine, no worries. I'll, I'll pray for you on my, uh, my walk to school later. But prayer is a great way of showing that God cares and that we care about them too. Sometimes we can also share our own stories about how God's helped us through something that isn't the same, but is similar. And again, we have to do that sensitively and carefully, and we have to make sure that we're not giving um, answers that, uh, that suggest that their problems or their difficulties aren't significant and aren't complex, as if there's like an easy solution uh, to what's going on for them. Uh, we have to just think about what Peter says at the end of that verse, uh, to do it with gentleness and respect. Now you might think, um, well, actually at the moment I'm not seeing many people and uh, I'm not having many face-to-face conversations. But again, get out a piece of paper, do a little bit of a brainstorm, um, do a spider diagram and think, well, what ways could I communicate the good news of Jesus in just very simple um, ways? Uh, Perhaps that might be um, writing a letter or sending a text or um, on Facebook or social media. There's amazing opportunities now to share a talk that you found really helpful. Perhaps Tom's talk from last week about suffering or something else and say on the Facebook post, do you know, I found this really, really helpful. You might like to have a look too. Uh, You could write a card and put it through someone's door saying, I'm praying for you. Or if you need some help, um, please um, knock on my door. I'd love to help you or whatever else you can come up with that shows in word and action that you care about them and that God cares about them too. Remember, we want to do this with gentleness and respect. So a shorter conversation that's gentle and respectful, uh, where people will come back for more, is better than a longer conversation that they couldn't get out of and maybe they don't want to have the same conversation again. But we have an amazing opportunity in this time. So let's take it. Let's grasp it. Because God just longs for people to know him. You know, um, over the last few weeks, there's been some hope, hasn't there, about coronavirus with various vaccines coming um, to the fore that may be uh, uh, good answers to the problems that we face in terms of the coronavirus. Uh, But God has given us the ultimate vaccine against death through Jesus, through his death and resurrection. And I don't know about you, but I just long to offer other people that amazing vaccine that he's given us, that we can pass through death into eternal life because we have a relationship with God now through trusting Jesus. Imagine a church, imagine all of us, 100, 150 of us, all speaking um, with words full of grace, full of truth, seasoned with salt, being gentle and respectful, but nevertheless sharing a little bit about Jesus in the little conversations that we have. Imagine the difference it would make to our community, to those around us. Let's go for it. Let's do it. And let's be devoted to prayer as we do that. Let's pray now, shall we? Father God, we pray that you would help us We pray you would fill us with your spirit and boldness to share your message at the times that you want us to. Help us take those opportunities. Help us see people the way you see them. Help us listen carefully to people and love them and listen carefully to you. And help us go about our lives in the way that Jesus would go about his life if he was right here now in flesh and blood in the way that we are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.